Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhard, and I'm your host. Welcome. So today we're kind of continuing, I guess it's a series, we've kind of turned it into one, um, on this idea of aloneness versus loneliness. But really, we're talking about it a little bit differently today. I want to know, would you say that you're more busy or perhaps depressed? Now, I know what what in the world, Michelle, those are two of the maybe not so good examples. Could you could you have better examples for us to choose from? Well, let's just examine this a little bit. OK. Are you or maybe someone someone that, you know, or somebody that you love, do you experience um, destructive relationships or let me put it this way, drama? right? Uh, anybody in your life bring a certain amount of drama with them and then you might see them in person and go, ugh, right? Or see that they've sent you an email or, or a, a message and you're like, ugh, yeah, no, right? Well, chances are, uh, you know, if you're seeing that person and you're trying to avoid them, you're probably also avoiding your feelings, Okay. And oftentimes when we have a lot of these relationships, we tend to avoid our feelings a lot. And, in, and one way to do that is being very busy. Okay. Um, if we keep busy uh, with people, then we don't have to actually feel. Okay. If we're never alone, we never have to uh, go into that place of feeling our feelings. So let me give you a couple examples. Um, let's say, uh, you know, you're a helicopter mom. That is not the way that I personally choose to mother. Um, but I know other people that do, uh, they keep themselves busy trying to, um, you know, really do all of the things for their children out of this notion of, of, you know, I'm keeping them safe, secure, and helping them be successful. That's one way to look at it, right? But in essence, they are um, spending so much time being mom and they're not spending time being themselves. And oftentimes when that is happening in relationships, it is because you are trying to be so busy that you're, you don't um, have alone time. So let me just ask you this, you know, a helicopter mom is one expression of this, but it can also be the person who, um, is a workaholic, right? Um, also let me give you another example. So compulsive liars. So I don't know if you've ever had it, this experience. I, for one, have had a couple people in my life, in my, my lifetime, uh, that are compulsive liars. I don't know if they've grown out of it or not, but I have self-selected out of those relationships. So they just lie compulsively in order to gain attention, right? So that's the drama piece. Uh, you know, I'm going to just gain attention from, uh, you know, these other people. And if nobody's paying attention to me, I'll just make up another story right? And they're doing that because number one, they feel something from that, right? That's their form of addiction. Um, but it's also, they're really ignoring feelings about themselves. Okay. So they might not be busy creating businesses or taking care of children, 
but they're busy creating an alternate reality that they get attention from so they don't actually have to approach who they are. Okay. Um, another way that this happens is through what I call relationship hoppers. Um, and, and I say relationship, but it could be a relationship, you know, um, maybe it's a, a marriage or a significant other or a partner or whatever, but it could also be a, a relationship with your job or a relationship with your church or something like that. They hop from one to another. Because what they're doing is they're hopping from one relationship to another because the, the first one, oh no, uh, it, it just, it just got real. Right. And I don't want to approach that. So I'm going to just change and go over here. Right. And then when I find that that's not working well, then I'll just hop to another place. So their hopping is an effort to not be alone with themselves and figure out why am I feeling the way that I am? Gossipers are the same way. Um, their, their attention and focus on talking about other people is because the, they really don't turn it, uh, you know, inside on themselves and say, hmm, uh, what do I want? I need to do about this. Okay. So these expressions, the overly busy, the compulsive liar, the relationship hopper, the gossipers, all of these expressions are loneliness turned outward. So these are people who don't want to be alone with themselves because they feel lonely. And so they have an expression turned outwards that shows up in a different form. Does that make sense? Okay. So are you or someone that you love, do you suffer from depression or despair? Okay. So perhaps you don't want to, or you don't know how to confront your feelings, right? This, this is really loneliness turned inward. So this is where, you know, maybe life gets to be way too much and you pull back and you're doing things, uh, again, maybe in that, in that addictive place, right? Um, too much TV, too much, you know, um, bad food, uh, you're, you're trying to regulate, but you just don't know how, right? Um, sometimes a lot of people can experience this, especially after extreme bouts of grief, right? They don't know what to do with those feelings. And so the feelings kind of pile up on each other, one on top of the other. This is loneliness kind of turned inward. Okay. So, um, when we look at our alone time, having positive alone time, that is where you can work on things like detachment, right? So, uh, we talk about mental gymnastics all the time and, you know, we reference all kinds of thinking tools like Byron Katie's, um, the work, right. That allows you to work through a situation and detach from that, not detach because you're trying to ignore your feelings, but detach and realize, okay, I got it. I, it was my thinking that kind of screwed this up for me. It's okay. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to release. I'm going to move on right? We can remember who we are. We can go through some healing. We can realize that we're a complete individual. I'm a loved jerk. Yes, I was a jerk, but I'm loved and I can move on. Okay. That is using our alone time positively. Using our alone time negatively is when we go into this depressive despair, 
um, neurotic, OCD, kind of loner place, right? Where we may have entered the alone time, uh, you know, to, to have some healing, but for whatever reason, we got caught up in it and now we're, we're stuck there. Okay. We don't want to be in that place. So there's two tips that I want to share today. Um, one is when you're alone, again, we, we talked about this, but I'm going to add to it. So when you're alone, you want to do your work right? So what do you need to do to center, to calm, to relax, right? So relax. Um, you want to acknowledge what in the world am I feeling? Don't, don't, uh, don't try to dismiss your feelings. Try to really acknowledge and understand. And yes, you're going to have more than one. So ask yourself, what am I feeling? And then what do you want to do with those feelings? Oftentimes we want to feel them and then just release them, right? So you can do that through, you know, there's different meditations and visualizations that you can do. You can even just say, I'm feeling sad. I release the sadness to go. Okay. And then we want to uh, connect with our true essence. Okay. So remember that we are not a body. We're not a mind. We're actually a spirit. We are a spiritual being gifted with an intellect, living a phys physical human experience. So our true essence is pure, innocent spirit. Okay. And when we can remember that and that we're connected to one and all, whew, it, it just kind of brings me back to the moment. Okay. And then ask the question, what do you want instead? Right. So that's the choose again moment. What do you want instead? Now that you are relaxed, now that you have released some of that pressure, you've remembered who you truly are, choose again. Okay. Now you might have different processes that help you relax and go through this. Honestly, all of them work. And the only ones that you believe to work will actually work. So if you choose meditation and that has worked for you in the past, go with it. If you say, Michelle, I've tried meditation a million times. It doesn't work for me. Move on. Try something else. Um, Psych K is a beautiful way to really quickly make some changes in your, your um, internal beliefs. I love it. Uh, so it doesn't work for some people because they don't believe that it works. So if it doesn't work for you, move on. Yoga. I mean, anything, right? So your, your goal is to really find what works for you that helps you to calm and relax, to release, to remember, to choose again. Okay. And remember that these addictive behaviors, whether they're, um, loneliness turned outward, right? So busyness, compulsive lying, relationship hopping, gossiping, or loneliness turned inwards. So the, you know, uh, neuroses, fear, OCD, loner, that kind of thing. These addictive behaviors are rituals. Okay. So rituals mean that you can actually change them to help us defend ourselves from pain. Ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to defend ourselves from pain. 
And in reality, we want to feel the pain. We want to acknowledge it. We want to notice it. We want to say, hey, what is my lesson here? Okay. When we feel it and we gain the lesson, we can do something about it and limit it. If we do not feel it and gain the lesson, the pain will still be there. We'll just turn it inward or outward over and over and over again and make it worse. Okay. When you are with other people, here's a tip. Look for depth, not busyness. Depth, not busyness. So where do you have an opportunity to have a true connection with someone? Because many times, let's face it, we're, we're hopping, uh, you know, not just from relationship to relationship, but from one connection to another connection all day long. And even in some of our, what we call significant or special relationships, it can be dysfunctional, empty, and distracted. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to reiterate to my husband When there is a live person in front of you, it trumps your phone or your watch every time. Period. If you are, you know, not at your desk for work and and you're in a, a, let's say your home, it's a personal situation, the person in front of you always trumps whatever message might be on your device. Okay. So this idea of dysfunctional, empty, and distracted, how many of those connections do you have on a regular basis versus what? Well, being present, engaged, and intimate. Intimate has nothing to do with, you know, physical intimacy. Uh, I love, uh, there was a speaker many years ago, um, he said, intimacy is into me you see into me, you see intimacy into me, you see. And I love that. So how many conversations do you have throughout the day where you see another person and they see you? That's depth, not busyness. Okay. So using your time with others wisely, when you focus on being present, engaged and seeing the other person, I guarantee you, your sense of loneliness will disappear. Okay. So find your calm within, feel your feelings, know your needs and desires. Okay. And then find those that see you and also be that for others. I promise you, if you do just that, your sense of loneliness will disappear And you will feel so much more connected to other people. Okay. So check yourself. Are you really busy? Are you, um, you know, feeling alone and depressed? What can you do about that? Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.